0: Okay, my friends, here we go. I am at Hamand International Airport in Doha, Qatar, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, I just did my 14 and a half hour flight, so that went a little better than I had expected, but still very long. Uh, It is currently 8.50 p.m. local time in the Middle East, but that is uh, 11.50 a.m. Boise time, and more importantly, 11.35 p.m. Kathmandu time. So I am trying to track basically, well, mostly two time zones, but I need to know this time zone because i got to catch my flight. Uh, it's good to know what time it is in Boise. Uh in reference to Kathmandu time, because I am trying to get on the Kathmandu uh, time schedule. So uh, I should be trying to go to bed soon, which could be tough. Because I got to catch a flight in about four hours, five hours. I've got a eight-hour layover here in uh, Qatar. Uh, but generally, you know what? This is uh, podcast 310. Uh, I'm doing this on, uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to know exactly what day it is. I think it's the 16th, March 16th, local time. I got two days of full travel time, local, local. So I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I left Boise, Idaho at 9 a.m. I left my house at 9 a.m., actually 8.45 M. and uh, got on a plane at 10.30 a.m. mountain time, landed in Seattle at uh, basically 11.50 local time in Seattle. I lost an hour, uh, and then I had a five-and-a-half-hour layover. I had a 14-and-a-half-hour flight from Seattle to Doha, Qatar, and now I got an eight-hour layover before my five-hour flight to Kathmandu, where I will land at 9 a.m., so basically, you know, it's 24 and a half hours of fly time. Oh, there's a little rumble because there's a subway going by, uh, internal subway here in uh, <laughs> at the International Airport, the greatest airport in the world uh, in last year. So, that's pretty cool. This place is pretty high-tech. So, yeah, I got an eight-and-a-half-hour layover here. And then uh six-hour flight. And then I'll land at 9 a.m. Kathmandu time. So, I'm hoping to get some sleep in there so I can just ride that day out. Because, basically, Kathmandu is, Kathmandu is eight hours. No, it's... A, 12 hours ahead of us. So, yeah, it's just going to be... Yeah, my whole time zone sleepy thing, sleepy thing is off. Uh, so yeah, podcast One Hand Speaks, podcast number 310. I might just call this King Floater number one, uh... That used to be my nickname when I lived in Seattle. And I was basically a vagabond. I couldn't... I can't really say I was homeless, but I didn't have a home. I was just sleeping on people's couches for about five months until I moved to Boise. Uh, and that was an interesting process. So, yeah, King Floater. thats what that, That's what people started calling me. Because <laughs> a friend of mine was like, dude, you are the king of floating around. You can float. Uh, And then I was telling that story at the Mount Baldy Zen Center when I was on an Aikido Zen retreat way back in the day um, with Magurik Sensei and Tija Bell Sensei. Uh, There was a resident living there, and I told him about King Floater, and he started laughing. He's like, Oh, that's funny because my friends would call me the big bounder. (laughs) Right? So, uh, yeah, I'm a little strung out, I'm tired. I don't know if I should sleep or stay awake or drink coffee. I think this time I'm gonna to try to sleep more, but uh generally speaking, I did pretty good. I'm trying some new gear. I got a rolling, a 360 rolling suitcase. Uh it's a Rockland. Uh, I don't think it's a huge name brand. It's got pretty good reviews, but uh it's a small suitcase. That's what I'm looking for, is a small carry-on because Qatar Airways has Uh, a smaller carry-on policy and a smaller personal item policy. But, you know, when you get on the plane, it doesn't really seem like that. I saw some people with some pretty decent bags. Uh, But again, those might be just local people from the Middle East. You know, I don't know how they would feel about me. I don't know how they'd feel about me pushing it, but I'm just trying to keep it simple. And I don't need to take a lot to Kathmandu. So... uh, but I'm not overly impressed with the suitcase. It doesn't roll that well. It rolls well on, you know, smooth flat ground, which is typically the case in an airport. Uh, but when you get on a carpet or something non-smooth, marbly, concretey type stuff, uh, it doesn't do that well, and it's a little top-heavy, so it's not that stable when rolling. But for 70 bucks, I'm not going to complain. Uh, we're going to ride it out. We're going to ride it out. Uh, and then I'm trying out this pack safe. I've always wanted to try a pack safe. Anti-theft, uh, RD, RDIF proof, little backpack, 18 liters, right? So I have an 18 liter Osprey, but uh, that expands in, into 24 liters, which I think is great. That just did me so well last year. Uh, I debated whether or not I should buy this. Maybe PackSafe should, they should just sponsor me uh, because I'm trying their bag out. I'm really interested in in an anti-theft bag. See how well that goes. And also just being limited to 18 liters, which is pretty substantial, but it's small enough to be considered a personal item. So it's not a big gaudy Uh, backpack. You know, they have a larger one, a 25 liter. I actually bought both of them and I sent the 25 liter back. Um, Yeah, I did a podcast about all that, so I don't want to go too far into it, but it's been really nice. It's been really nice, so that's been good. I did leave Boise uh, a little unprepared. Here are the two things that really did not happen. One, I did not have my neck pillow, so that's that little thing you wrap around your neck so you can sleep so your you know your head doesn't fall forward and then uh your neck is all twisted and ganked out for the trip so I didn't realize that until I got to the Boise airport by then it's too late and uh, so I had to buy another one which happened the last couple times I've traveled so I'm gonna have to work a little system I knew I wanted to take it and I told myself to put it with my gear but I didn't Uh, I had a last-minute sale on my malaccounters.com site, which basically threw me for an hour. Uh, And then I even went to the post office to try to mail it, and that didn't work. So just a lot of time utilized that wasn't that efficient. And then anyways, I forgot to do it. So not too bad. I bought another one in Seattle, so I'll have some spares and then. But this is kind of the one that's bumming me out a little bit. Uh, I forgot some starbucks instant coffee so i can't remember what they're called but they come you can buy 10 of them in a box or like 12 bucks it's instant coffee uh you just put in hot water uh, you don't need a percolator or anything they're great for traveling oh my gosh i usually buy two of them so i got 20 20 things of coffee because i don't always want to be buying coffee in Kathmandu. they use a lot of cream and sugar um and I like those because I can do 8 ounces. I was really bummed about that. So, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. And I'm packed super thin. So, uh, my brother picked me up from from Boise. And uh, he mailed out my packages. He sent out my return. I sent back the 25 liter PackSafe backpack. I think that was just a little bit too big uh, for what I needed. And he mailed out my other package, so that worked out, got me to the airport on time, the TSA check-in was butter, oh my word, gonna really enjoy doing a lot more of that, and uh, yeah, just got to Seattle, had a five-hour layover, real easy flight, no problem, uh, had a nice cup. oh, I don't know how well that's going to record, but that's some Arabic. Here comes some English in the background. Let me see if I can pause this. Okay, we'll just pick it up from there. I got a little pause action. Uh, And then I had some good downtime in Seattle, which was nice. I took care of a little bit of paperwork, did a little more organization. I had a slamming good breakfast. Holy smokes, some vegetarian stuff. It was just really, really nice. Little interaction with a, a boy. Uh, he was telling his dad, he's like, dad, that guy's got one one hand. And uh, his dad looked at me and I was smiling. And then the kid looked at me and he's like, what? And I was like, I can hear you. And everyone started laughing. And then his dad was like, hey, try not to stare. And I'm like, you know what? It's totally cool. I'm used to it. It's not a problem. He's like, you know, we were just talking about Jim Abbott. And I was like, oh, one of my heroes, you know world-class baseball player, world-class person, great stature. I mean, really cool cat. So nice to have a little connection with that uh, and those kids. So that was really cool. Um, and then it's just getting ready to get on um, to get on my flight, five-hour layover. It wasn't too bad, you know, just enough time to relax, get a little bit of food, uh, get some coffee, and then get on the flight get on that long flight. So I boarded an hour and a half early because I have a, a disability, early boarding for disabilities. So just a lot of hang time on the plane, planes packed. You know, I had this really nice guy from India sitting next to me. Uh, he was quiet and courteous. We were both quiet and courteous. And he really went out of his way to help me like put on my belt and uh op- opened my food and he was constantly asking me if I needed help or if I wanted to get my bag down I mean he really was a very nice individual um and he slept a lot which was great you know I watched a couple of cool movies and then you know I got a lot of sleep in and then uh You know, then finally it's the last meal of the day. We're like an hour and a half, two hours from getting off the plane. And this is typically what happens, you know, they don't have a big selection. So the woman, she said something to me like potatoes and rice. And I was like, potatoes and rice. And then I was like, what was the other option? I don't even know what she said. Uh, I was like, all right, give me the potatoes and rice. And it ended up being uh, chicken and rice, which I thought was great. And then uh, the guy next to me, he was like, uh, when she asked him what he wanted, he said, oh, I'll take vegetarian. You know, he's definitely Hindu, uh, totally vegetarian. And uh, there was no more vegetarian. So he took some kind of caramelized waffle. But I noticed he didn't eat it. And then my meal, I was, you know, I was actually kind of full. So uh, I noticed he didn't eat his meal. I was really excited about my bread. He just said, give me bread but he got the caramelized waffle and a piece of bread and like the dessert, you know, and the drink and all that. And uh, basically he just ate the bread. He didn't really eat anything else. So, oh, and he ate his fruit bowl. You know, that's when I looked over, I was like, hey man, do you want, would you like my fruit bowl? And he looked like, he looked so subtly pleased, you know, like it was kind of a secret. Like, you gonna give me that? I was like, oh yeah, man, go ahead. (laughs) And uh, he was so happy. (laughs) I I thought it was a nice gesture. And I didn't really want it. I was actually pretty full. I should have gave him my bread. But I really wanted the bread. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm vegetarian. He's like, I don't know what's in there. And I was like, I know. It's the last meal of the day is always sketchy. Uh, And I was like, and you need to eat. So I am happy to share my food with you. And... uh, you know, I noticed he everything that he ate and drank. He he pulled out a little picture of some Hindu deity. I can only guess, and he made a he said a prayer. So I felt very comfortable praying, uh, doing my Buddhist thing next to this guy. And uh, you know, now we're getting ready to go. There's a lot of commotion. We finally landed. You know, we're both kind of getting it together. And he helped me get my shoes because they were pretty far under the thing. And uh, he helped me. Well, he offered to put my seatbelt on uh towards the like when we were getting ready to land i was like no i got this one he was a little surprised at how fast and how well and efficient i did it you know uh but i you know i actually touched his knee i was like hey thank you you know thank you that was really very kind um and, and thoughtful. And I really appreciated that. So, yeah, we were just riding it out and then I, you know, he helped me get my shoes. Then I put my shoes on. He's like, you want me to tie those for you? And I, sure, man, I totally let him help me, you know, uh, cause he wants to help me. So, you know, I can't always say no. 90% of the time I said yes. And, and then we were just sitting there, you know, and people are trying to get off the plane and it's like super hectic and, uh, My, you know, to my left, I'm in an aisle seat. To my left, it's all backed up because I got a couple of very elderly people moving slow. And his bags are on the other side. We're in the middle lane. Okay, so there's people to our left and then people to our right. So we're in the middle lane. The lane to his right's moving quick. And he leaned over and he said, do, do you want me to help you get anything? Or do you want me to help you with anything before I go? Because our lanes moving and and you know i just want to offer one more time and i said you know what man no i can totally manage i appreciate everything that's very very generous of you and very kind and i i want to let you know that i that i appreciate that thank you and he shook my hand and he said you know it was very nice sitting next to you and i said you know what (laughs) you were very easy and very pleasant to sit next to on a 14-hour flight and that really means something like you you made the flight pleasurable i can't say enjoyable right but it was just it was easy it was pleasurable and he shook my hand and i shook his hand and and uh, he's like yeah we have one more flight We're, you know uh in doha we have one more after this this is our that'll be our third and i was like oh yeah this is you know i got one more flight too i've already been on two I flew into Seattle and then Seattle to Doha and then I have one more and he's like where are you going? I said Kathmandu and, and I asked him where he was going India and then I asked him how how long's his layover? He said three hours. I'm like oh that's not bad. Then he asked me about my layover and I said eight hours. He's like okay that's long but not bad and then you know he grabbed his stuff and he waved me goodbye and he was gone and uh You know what? That was really, really cool. I just love those. Those are... I did a podcast on this. Those are Kung Fu ice cream moments. Moments with strangers that are just... You know, they just got deep flow and they're delicious. I'm going to... Kung Fu ice cream moment, baby. Hashtag Kung Fu ice cream moment. Uh, Yeah, really really super cool so now I'm just kicking it in Doha you know the airport here is super nice I'm just gonna walk around for a while Uh, I'm gonna try to figure out how to fill up my water bottle trying to stay hydrated Uh, it'd be nice to get a nap in Uh, the first thing I'm gonna do is look for my gate I got to figure that out and then I can wander a little bit I think at some point I'm gonna need to get some light food Uh, and then just make my way, let me see, it's nine o'clock, yeah, I still got four hours, so I've been, I've been kicking it for a while, and I am definitely going to sleep on the plane, see if I can get that four hours down, uh, five-hour flight, you know, that's enough, that's typically what I sleep, and then I can just get up, you know, I'm going to get to Kathmandu, I'm going to take a shower, and then I'm going to hit it, I'm going to get to, to, to and, uh, just start the pilgrimage, you know. Start the pilgrimage and um, just do my Buddha thing and uh, visit some people that I've been seeing every year. Now it's starting to be pretty cool. Okay, my friends, I am. Uh, I think I'm going to tap out of this moment. I'm going to tap out of this moment. Um. Well, maybe not. You know what? Being in the Middle East. I'll tell you what, I, I did a podcast on this last year, right? It's like being in a whole other universe, right? Like it, it's like being on a different planet in a in a very real cultural way. And then I mentioned in that my podcast from the past that this must have been what it was like, you know, when people left, I don't know, when people left London and ended up in the Middle East, and just everything is so different. The way people dress, the way they interact, the food that they eat, uh, the cultural view towards women. Uh, yeah, the Thobes, you know, men in, in the Middle East wear Thobes, you know, and then Arabic and the script and all of it, like I know so little about this area of the world, and you know, Qatar is like the third wealthiest country in the world. They're up and coming. Bang, Bing, bang, Bing, bang. They're up and coming. Uh, but yeah, it's funky. It's funkalicious. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Um. Yeah. So it's. You know, it's really interesting being here. It's also interesting being here, being strung out. Uh, But I I just love, I love the whole cultural shift thing. I would really like to spend some time here in the Middle East, Dubai, Doha, Qatar. Um, But it was nice on the plane. They have, I love Q-tips. I love Q-tips.net. There's a couple of guys in Qatar... Um, the Q-Man or something. They got a YouTube page and they just basically break down Middle Eastern, specifically Qatari culture to people. Like, how do you pronounce the name? How do you identify the dress? What's going on in Ramadan? You know, the language they speak, the dialects they speak. It was actually really good. I think I watched all all the videos. They had Arabic coffee and all that. So that was good. I actually learned a lot. So now when I look around, I have a, you know, I have a little idea what's going on. Uh, and that's nice. And that's nice. So uh, so that be that, you know. Wiggity, 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 whack. I'm strung out. Pump a jack. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I want to stop talking, but I don't think I can. Uh, yeah, I am definitely strung out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the King Floater, deep King Floater mode, man. It takes it takes some work to get to Kathmandu. Holy smokes! Uh, but I'm going back next year. I'm already planning. I want to get into Bhutan. So, uh, yeah, many a great podcasts coming up, my friends. This is the first one, uh, the first one of many, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the other five or six that I uploaded podcast. 304, 305, 306, 307, 308, 309. So I caught up on two that I missed, uh, did the present day one, and then pumped out four more, something like that. So, yeah, I'll be caught up when I show up, and then I'll have podcasts in the queue ready to upload. So uh, check them all out, my friends. Get caught up thanks for hanging with me and uh what can i say namaste there is one thing i forgot to mention um okay yeah so i did forget the coffee which is a bummer total bummer and uh i did forget my neck sock that cost 25 bucks so i i guess i saved 25 bucks not getting the coffee but i spent 25 bucks on the neck sock But here's something that did work out well. I did bring two pair of reading glasses, right? So, um, uh, I'm having trouble seeing up close. Uh, Mostly, it's computer view. Uh, The reading glasses, the high-end prescription readers I got, they're just mostly only for reading. They don't work. uh, They don't work on the computer. So, and most of my stuff is at computer distance. Uh, So this time, I brought two pair of glasses, I probably should have brought three, Uh, and I say that because my, I I already broke one, Um, yeah, they're just, you know, they're not that expensive, but shit, it kind of put me in a little bummer, so I guess that's one thing I'm going to be doing when I get to Kathmandu, my friends, I'm going to be looking for a pair of readers that work, and maybe buy a couple, I need a spare, Uh, and then I gotta, you know, I gotta get back to the eye doctor when I get back to Boise, and get some higher quality readers, so mostly what i've noticed is i don't lose them so much as i do break them uh, so it'd be nice to have something a little more quality i do need to mention that because that is part of my king floater float and flow the king the king floater flow not so good with the coffee not so good with the neck pillow did really good with the glasses uh and the earplugs came in great on the plane so uh yeah all right Just a little extra on the end, a little uh, uh, appendix there, a little audio appendix. Just throw it on the back side. I got a train going overhead. Uh, Okay, my friends, that's it. Really, no, truly. Namaste. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.